0: what's up everybody what's good in the hood my name is andrew peel and i am the host of the no bad day show it is the show where i dive into the lives of many individuals from all walks of life and discuss the legacies they are leaving behind how they've overcome incredibly bad circumstances and how they've used those bad situations in life to not only improve one or two areas but apply them to many areas of their lives every other week you'll also be hearing me dive into some personal stories and lessons that I've encountered through the years and how I've applied them to my life and lives of the hundreds across the country that I am now coaching. Just so I don't forget to mention as well, I do appreciate that if you leave a five-star review at the end of the show and sharing it to help spread the message. I also welcome you to tag me in the stories using the hashtag NoBadDays as often as you're able. I appreciate everyone for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. hey we have a special guest um, have Brandy Eller who to some might not be someone that's necessarily well known or maybe you're not sure who that is but if you've been following me for any length of time especially within the last few years of doing my online training you've probably seen me sharing some progress pictures of Brandy Brandy, over the years and um, I've shared a couple of different stories and things of that sort but she is what I consider to be one of my OGs within my team AP uh, fitness and training and uh, she's got a couple of interesting stories that I think will resonate with people and I think especially with the women audience seeing kind of some of the struggles that you've had in life in general and then the different roles that you carry the hats that you have that you wear on a consistent basis and then how you've managed to really level up in a lot of different areas over the last couple of years so I think it'll be fun to hear everything you got to share, and I think people will be able to take some Let's
1: hope so. some action steps away <laughs> from it.
0: Um, but anyways, Brandy, if you would, go ahead and start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself. And I will give a quick disclaimer. This is the first interview I am doing that I have my children around with us, so I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> As I'm saying this, Mrs. Marcy is licking her Dorito-covered fingers and giving us an awkward look, not sure what's going on. So you may get interrupted, um, but just give us some grace here today.
1: Um, So I'm Brandy. Um, I am a wife and a mom. I've got two teenage boys, uh, age 16 and 13. Um, We live on a small, what I'm going to call a hobby farm because it doesn't really make any money. Uh, But we raise cattle. We breed our own cattle. Um, We have a couple goats. We've got a lot of chickens. inside dogs. So um, I work full-time for an insurance company. Uh, I think that pretty much sums it up.
0: Okay and how about I guess we'll kind of get right into it. Tell us a little bit about like your upbringing, how you got started uh, in the career that you have. Well, maybe a little bit about like how you guys have a farm, why you have a farm?
1: Um, so my upbringing, um, my dad did raise cattle when we were little, so um, I'm used to that. Um, we also raised, he raised hogs for a while. We did the chicken thing. So I guess I've kind of always been on a hobby type farm. Um,
0: did you help out on the farm when you were growing up?
1: <laughs> uh, my favorite part was bottle feeding the calves. So yes, I did, I got to do that. Um, My parents actually, uh, my dad used to run his own business back when I was really little. um, So he was kind of in charge of us. And then um, in like kindergarten or so, I think we moved to the country. And then my mom, after she had my youngest brother, she went back, she went to work. So she went to work for a factory. And then a few years later, my dad had to go work for the same factory. Um, And my grandparents actually had to raise us for like, I don't know, a good chunk of our lives. So both my parents were stuck on second shift. So, like, during the school year, we were pretty much great, raised by my grandparents. So oh, wow. um, my grandpa would take us down to the house, and we'd bottle feed the calves and um, and all that good stuff. I didn't do a lot with the chickens and stuff. Chickens kind of scare me. Um, <laughs> um, but we also had goats. Like, I don't know. I guess I just feel like I'm like, reliving my childhood if I think about it um, through, like, you know, kind of what my kids get to experience now, too. But, yeah, so we kind of grew up on... A little bit of the same i mean same story kind of like a hobby farm my dad just raised the the cattle um to feed out so it wasn't like we we didn't do the 4-h fair like my kids do or anything like that um so i didn't spend as much time as they do with them but um yeah so i've always been exposed to that side of life i guess
0: cool. um so did i guess who are, like kind of got it rolling like did jeremiah um, oh, did like he grow us? up in that kind of lifestyle too? Not. or was it?
1: Um, I, I really don't know how. So, he so and, if he
0: did it, how in the world do you I guys just all really, of a sudden?
1: I mean he I don't know. Like, I really I mean his grandpa was a farmer, but he was more like a grain farmer. I think he, they did dairy cows, but I don't know if they still did that like when he was growing up. Um, I don't know. like we actually started out with horses because I really wanted horses and never had horses growing up. So we started out with horses. And then we had kids, and we didn't have time for horses, like, to go horseback riding and things mm-hmm. like that. So, um, and he started, like, wanting to raise his own meat, I guess. I don't know, like, where that came from, but it did. Um, so then we kind of, like, transitioned out of the, out of the horses and into the cattle. Um, so he used to just, like, he'd go to auction, and he'd buy a bunch of cattle, and we'd just raise them. And then he was like, I think I want to, like... They're getting expensive. I think I want to just breed our own. I'm like, okay, this should be fun. So we have a bull on site, like, so he does his thing, and baby, babies come out. <laughs> his thing. <laughs> he does do
0: his do thing. we need to go into detail about what that is? <laughs> no, we don't need to go into detail about that. No, nope.
1: <clears throat> nope. So I go, I don't know, it just kind of happened, I guess. Huh.
0: So um, I think I've mentioned it to you before, but like Amanda and I are super interested in essentially like doing a hobby farm and. I mean, I eat protein like it's going out (laughs) of style. So beef and chicken is pretty much what I'm eating all day, every day. So that was Amanda's big incentive that we need to just start raising our own food because she's getting tired of the bills. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I'll have to.
1: Plus, you know what goes into it. Like if you're feeding, you know what I mean? You're feeding your animal. Like you know like where you're getting that feed. And you know like ours are on, on grass most of the time. Like they do get like before they're before they're ready they get grained out but um, I mean for for a long portion of their life they're just on like on the grass.
0: That's a debate in and of itself right there is like now there's so much food out there that you can't tell
1: Yeah we don't use hormones how they're being raised so yeah like yeah nothing like that. But um which yeah, totally. Yeah, you don't know really what's in it. So
0: So do you guys um as far as like being sufficient at home off of like the food and different things that you're raising, do you guys pretty much like when you go to the grocery store, do you have to get any kind of meat products typically, mm-hmm. or do you primarily Wait, do you raise buy, um, what you guys are eating? We still
1: buy chicken. Like our chickens are just um, laying chickens. Okay. Um, so I do still buy chicken, but that's a. I mean that's about it. Like all of our beef, um, obviously we get enough at home.
0: And do you not not do broiler chickens because they scare you?
1: <laughs> we did them. <laughs> Um, and then actually his brother took that over and we started with the laying chickens and okay. then we just like, um, I don't know. Like I guess when they're like, when we got on butcher, they were always whole chickens and like, that's just gross. Like I don't, if I have to cut that up, I can't eat it. Like there's just something about that. I I just can't did do Did you guys it.
0: butcher them yourself or did you take no, them? No, we
1: took them somewhere because okay. I can't do that. My parents did that once. I that like I'll probably still yeah. have nightmares from that. <laughs> like I mean, that
0: I, was awful. So when we raised our uh, batch of chickens last year, that was one of the things was Amanda was asking, like, if we were gonna try like seeing what it was like and doing any at all. Mm-hmm. And I told her <laughs> no. Like I I can't do I I have a hard time, like if a cat gets hit by a car or something, I, know. I have a hard time going out and shooting a cat to put it yeah, out of its I misery. Can't do it i can't sit there and butcher no. <laughs> butcher chickens I, like and then eat maybe it. maybe like, someday I couldn't, but... I couldn't
1: eat it later like if i had to do that i couldn't eat it like I'm so
0: did i ever house. tell you the story about where we took our chickens when no. we did this Mm-mm. so it was out in the middle of bfe I, I couldn't tell you the name of the place um they were super quick and efficient but like you pull up and it's kind of like the other like meat market type areas here where it's like just this little building and like you walk in and it's like just gobs and gobs of like meat and like randomness like little like local bakery types that you know what I mean like those local homegrown stuff and go in and it's this sweet little old lady behind the counter so I'm thinking like it's like a family business to where it's like gonna be like her kids or nephews or something and they're like oh no you need to go to the the shed that's um, just over there at the other side of our lot okay so we walk back out and we walk over to the shed and sure enough um, this little like most beat up car you can picture in your mind sitting there and like eight Mexican guys hop out that are covered in garbage bags, duct taped all around their bodies so that they're not getting their clothes covered, but they're like head to toe in duct tape garbage bags.
1: And that that was, (laughs) that
0: was my first experience. And they just like, Oh no, back it up. We'll get it done. Give us about 20 minutes. And like we had, I think 20 chickens roughly. Yeah. About 20, 25 minutes they were done in bags <laughs> on ice and ready to know? go. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was an experience. I
1: bet. Yeah, I've um, never I've never gone to the to the butcher shop when um when anybody goes in, but yeah, that would kind of I think that would kind of alarm me a little bit.
0: It, yeah, it was definitely unique. Um Yeah, sorry, got off on a tangent there. Um so I know a little bit about you and different things that I've heard, like from you sharing within our Facebook community and like with you and I talking. Uh, But honestly, I know there's like stuff to the story that I've like, I'm sure I forget or I haven't fully heard a bunch of different things. But like, I know you've had your fair share of some different struggles um, as an adult and different areas of your life. Do you wanna touch base or share any of those because that's
1: um I don't know do you have a specific example
0: well I guess for starters how was it growing up um because this is something I didn't even know but like growing up and your parents were working second shift and your grandparents are raising you what what was that experience like
1: um, I mean I honestly I didn't really know any different I think I was young enough that I didn't know any different I mean other than like it was hard to plan, like, events with your friends and stuff because, like, I had to run it through my mom when I could, you know, like right. or leave a note or whatever, and then, like, run it through my grandparents. And then, um, so that was different. But honestly, like, um, I like to say that um, my grandparents raised my me and my, my middle brother. And then by the time that my younger brother was probably at a more impressionable age, like, my mom was back home. So I, f- I feel like we're different because we were raised by different people. I'm sure it's just because he's <laughs> yeah. no I don't know um, I mean it was good like I mean I was really close to my grandparents so um, I mean it d- probably was I mean there were definitely different parts like you know times you really want to talk to your mom or whatever where like maybe you'd have to wait till the weekend or right. or whatever but um, but my mom and I are still really close so uh, I mean I don't know that it like really affected me but um, just a different yeah just a different aspect I guess so
0: cool. It's interesting.
1: We got to go on, like, Good Sam trips and stuff, you know. Good Sam trips. Yeah, like the um, the Motorhome Club. <laughs> my grandparents were, they Cause had a I'm motorhome. Because Yeah, they had a motorhome. And, like, my most memorable time was, I think, the. Why are they uh, called
0: Good Sam trips?
1: It was like good, good It was the Good Sam group. I don't know. They're called Good Sam. He had, the, he had a little face. Well, God, you'll have to Google them sometime. I don't know. Um, I don't know who he was, but. Um, so they had these groups of friends that they would travel like with their motor home with and like one time they were like For whatever reason they were camping at the Bammert Fairgrounds I don't maybe the Apple Festival or something was going on so like I learned how to play all kind of card games when I was little <laughs> all the old lady card games um, So we'd go and play with um, my grandparents and their their old friends, and I don't know it was fun. It was I don't know I enjoyed it I yeah. guess so
0: um, Okay, so how about After, I guess, what was it like getting into becoming a mom, having those different roles, and kind of juggling all the different things that come? Um, and like, you and Maya, and.
1: Since
0: I become de mom. Um,
1: become de mom. Um, I mean, I feel like everybody needs their mom when they become a mom. You know what I mean? Because you just, you don't know what you're doing. Um,. You know, those babies don't come with like uh, training manuals or anything like that when you leave, so it's all new. And then, um, I don't know. Like, then you have a second baby, and I feel like that um, that's where things got complicated for me. Like, Cade was super, like, he did not want to sleep. Um, so, and my husband was on third shift, so that was fun. Um, so, uh, my mom come and would stay a couple nights a week um until we finally figured out that he just really uh he really just wanted to be swaddled and super tightly and put to bed. Um but I don't know, I would say I relied pretty heavily on my mom there when they were both when they were both pretty little. Like I said, especially like um Maya was working third shift, so um especially like those first few weeks. I mean, he would take 2 weeks off and of course they slept like angels then and then as soon as he went back to work like all hell broke loose. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. so um so that was definitely challenging, but, um, you know, once you figure out, like, little tricks that each kid, you know, because they're obviously not the same. Like, Dakota was not like that at all. Um, he didn't sleep either, but not in the same, like, <laughs> not in the same capacity that Cade didn't sleep, I guess. But, um, so just, you know, figuring them out. But
0: Were you, did you experience, like, the mom guilt? Like, if you ever tried doing stuff for um, yourself? <clears throat> my
1: then? mom guilt, actually, like, when I had Cade was more, like, I had devoted, like, all my time to Dakota when he was little. Like, whatever he wanted to do, we would do. Do you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. then it was, like, I felt like I was always telling him no. So I had a really hard time with that. Like, I mean, I remember, like, breaking down to my mom, like, oh, my gosh, like, Dakota just wants to play, and I can't play because I'm feeding Cade. And then I'm trying to put him to sleep, and he never wants to sleep, so he never stays asleep. And then he's cranky because he's tired and, you know, like, all that stuff. So, like, there were nights they would come over and just, like, kind of contend to Cade so I could play with Dakota or, like, vice versa. Like, I just felt like... There wasn't an, like, you know, Jeremiah wasn't there. Like, so I was trying to do all of that myself. So I would say that was my biggest struggle, like, having kids. And then I really didn't start working out until um, Cade was a little older. Uh, And then, honestly, like, I started with those really early morning workouts because I knew it was the only time where I could, like, devote to that and not feel as guilty, like, taking time away from them. So, um I mean, were there times when I would work out at different times of the day? Uh, yeah, but I always tried to, like, try to somehow incorporate that. Like, if I was going to go for a walk or whatever, I'd make sure, like, take the stroller or a wagon or what. I like, try to involve them in that. But, um, yeah, I guess I kind of just felt like maybe I sacrificed more of my sleep um, to get that in, like, rather than take any time away from them.
0: Right. Okay. So what I guess when did you when did you start making like when did you start incorporating fitness and health and like focusing a lot on yourself I know you said that you would like eventually you started waking up early mm-hmm. um like when and why did that all of a sudden become a priority
1: um well I have two babies like you get this baby weight and it just doesn't fall off on its I, own. I don't know what that's like <laughs> I really think you guys should like being be a lady for like a week or something, I don't know. Um,
0: well, there's people out there that try to do that stuff nowadays, <laughs> but it's not, it's
1: not the same. Um, uh, I would say I was just you know uncomfortable in my own skin, like for the most part, you know, like just tired of not feeling like myself. Um, but of course, that probably waited till Kate was, I don't know, probably two or three. I don't know, and then I kind of just um. I kind of started, like, just on the treadmill, like, at home, like, just, I don't know, like, it was a stress reliever, like, I guess it kind of felt like at first, um, so then, like, that be kind, of came, kind of became an addiction, you know, because, like, there's a lot of stress in everyday life, and if I found, a, like, a nice, much healthier outlet for that, that was nice. Um, so that's probably, I mean, how kind of things started, and then I... Um, my first experience dieting was like through a, what was it like Weight Watchers or something? Um, yeah. So that was like the counting the points Doing all your points. Yep, yeah. yep. Um, and then I got into Beach Beachbody. Um, so I did that for, oh my gosh, I don't even know how long, like, I don't know. So they had different nutrition plans too. Um, one of them was those fun containers. Um, so you feel like you're starving yourself. So I did really fun great on containers. those. containers. Like I'd the say. colored containers, the 21 day fix. Oh, okay. so like you get yeah. like your proteins are in like this big container, and like your carbs are in this little container, and your fats are in a smaller container. Um, and then depending on like, I guess your goals or whatever, like depending on how many containers of each color you got every day, um, so I would do really good on that for like three weeks, and then I realized I was freaking hungry, so <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> then it was like you'd fall off the wagon and then you'd have to start back over. Um, like the one constant that was always my workouts, like like I said, that became like i recognize that as a way for me to relieve stress so that has always been like really a solid part like once i got into that like that hasn't really that has not really faltered much
0: which is kind of the opposite i feel like most people like that's the, one of the harder parts especially moms like yeah, just I getting know. into that groove like and
1: i said once i found that morning time slot and it didn't it really didn't affect them like that was great like weekends i always felt like guilty but like so we have this outbuilding and um I think at one time it was like a chicken coop and then his grandpa turned it into a wood shop and then um we used it as like a storage building and then i'm like i need a place to work out because like the basement is like not cutting it because our basement's kind of like a cellar or a dungeon or yeah. it's not pretty So I moved all my workout stuff out to this building, and I will tell you that I would literally work out there with snow on the ground in the mornings because, like, it was not insulated or anything. Mm -hmm. And that place now that he wants to hang out there and watch the Ohio State ball games, it's fully insulated. We've got fans, we've got heat, we've got it all. So
0: makes perfect (laughs) sense. You can see where I rate. It makes perfect sense.
1: (laughs) Um, But so they on the weekends like they would go out there with me like so they'd jump on a treadmill or like I had an exercise bike or something out there. So like, um. I don't know, so I, felt, I mean, I guess I felt less guilty if I could take them out there and they would do that with me. Um, and then eventually, they were like lost interest in that and would rather be in the barn or you know <laughs> anywhere right. else. But um, so I guess I've kind of always worked around that whole like mom guilt thing, like with trying to incorporate them when I can or like doing it when I know they're busy.
0: Right. So, which I think is what it comes down to is that's. I mean, you know, just from being within my group, that's one of the things, like, I just try to tell people the most. is like, you just got to incorporate things together. Yeah. Don't try to separate everything. Like, yeah, there's a time and a place. Like, obviously, you found your time in the morning that mm-hmm. worked to do it before kids would wake up and before all the chaos would start. But just, like, if you don't wake up and things don't work out the way you want to, you at least hard. go for a walk. Yeah, get, hard. get them in the I stroller guess. if they're
1: mm-hmm.
0: younger. Yep. Um... Like, just finding ways to... Or find to
1: something really fun. Like, when I did 75 hard, like, I had my husband bring home one of those huge, like, tractor tires. And, like, what's oh, like yeah. a tractor tire? And Dakota's like, oh, I can do this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, he does it better than I do. But, um, you know, like, find something fun. And then, right. like, we want to we do that workout with you. What are you doing Saturday? What are you doing next Saturday? Like, so, like, that became a thing, too. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, like, just something that they enjoy.
0: I and guess. so, I know why, but why do you think, like, your kids even remotely get interested into that stuff? Like. If and you're bringing home a tractor tire, and you said that you're going to go out and work out with it, like why, like why would they even consider going out and well, trying to I think do it too?
1: For Dakota, it's because he wants to prove that he's stronger than me. Okay. Absolutely. And Kate's just interested. Like, well, you guys are doing it, and I want to try it. Like, yeah. I think I don't know.
0: And I, I think that's interruption number two <laughs> for my kids. In case you guys are <laughs> counting. Um, but I think the biggest thing is like just that whole concept of leading by example. Like, yeah, he probably would think about trying to move it to see how strong he is. But realistically, like, kids aren't going to think about flipping a tire or doing that kind of stuff if they haven't seen of or heard mm-hmm. or or something along those lines. And like, I know boys. Like, they'll never admit this, but like, part of them is probably thinking like, okay, my mom's kind of a badass. I see her <laughs> working out consistently. Like. I've got to be able to go out and flip this tire because I can't have my mom continue oh, yes. to be the fittest person in the I house the and be Dakota. the strongest or any of that. Yes.
1: Like when we, okay, so Dakota did that obstacle race with us, that night obstacle race. Yeah. Um, and he's like, mom, you got to try the harder side. I'm like, dude, I can't even reach the bottom rung. Like that is there for you for a reason. Like you are like super tall and I'm super short. Like. I can't even reach it. We'll give you a leg up. I'm like, fine, the next obstacle, I'll do the harder one if you give me a leg up. So that's what we did. But um, but yeah, so he's like, You gotta do the harder one, like I'm like, I can't even reach it. Like there's a reason I'm not on that side. Like yep. I, just, I can't even get there.
0: And that's what's cool, like just being able to have that competition between you guys and like like you said, doing that obstacle course or mud run or whatever it was, mm-hmm. like getting them involved in those sorts of things. I like, I know it doesn't seem like a big deal to you, but like that's not a normal thing. Yeah, like, it's yeah, just it feels it's really not. Me, yeah. it, but <laughs> so it is very cool that you get them so involved, incorporated in the fact that like you consistently show up because it really does set that example.
1: Yeah, um, I eat weird stuff according to Cade. Yeah,
0: but like even I stuff. I know recently you touched on this in a in a post, but like even with Maya, like you've been doing all this stuff for how long? And like, not that he's necessarily been a negative force, but right. he's not just like it's just been okay. He's not necessarily. Is what it is. What it is. Like yes. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No it's, big deal.
0: But now he's starting to, I feel like, yes. acknowledge things more. He's a little bit more curious and interested. Yeah. Like with his own se- with yes. his own self, and.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not that like, I don't want people to think like there is absolutely no support at home because that isn't true. But like, he just didn't get. Like I guess how like how much it meant to me like and like his like it's just the little things like he might really mean nothing by it like seriously you need to weigh your food again like like that irritates me like I don't you know what I mean like yeah. I guess it's not like it's not like he's not supporting me but like at the same time I'm just like seriously like just let me do my thing like you know like my job is business. <laughs> yeah. but um yeah no within the last we just literally within the last week like definitely like stuff he's never done before like. <clears throat> Like I mentioned in the in my post, like um, the one night, I usually at least start supper. I, usually we have stuff planned. And we'd actually already eaten the leftovers the night before, so we were gonna have to make something that night. And he's like texting me as we're on the way home and I'm like, he's like, supper? I'm like, ah, uh, you're the one at home, <laughs> like I don't know. And um, so by the time we get there, uh, like everybody's hungry. Like Everybody's hungry. I'm like, you know what, I don't care. If we have a frozen pizza, just throw it in. Like at this point, I don't care. Like just right. everybody needs to eat right so um i don't even know what the boys end up having he's like hey there's some leftover chicken in here he's like i'm just cut up some lettuce and stuff and you can make yourself a salad i'm like i to work i can make that work so that's not i mean normally it would have been like okay i'll throw on a pizza you know but right. um now what he had for supper is a totally different story but um or like leaving me a note like have a nice workout like that's not typical at all usually it's an eye roll like you're going to work out again like or like this weekend like you work you went to the gym on sunday and monday like who does that it's a holiday weekend like you know right. what i mean just like this small yeah. like i said it's not like it's not support it's just things that get under my skin i guess well
0: and it's just i mean it's just the difference in like what your interests are and what your priorities mm-hmm. are like i'm yeah. sure he's got things that are probably high on his priority list that right. you roll your eyes at yeah. like really like I know, come on right? <laughs> like
1: another football game no we're just kidding
0: <laughs> but but it's just I mean it's just cool to see and hear that like you it's guys It's
1: only taken 10 years
0: yeah only 10 years yeah. right yeah. so I don't feel so bad about like with me and Amanda that it was like three or four years before she finally got on board <laughs> with a lot of stuff
1: yeah we are like much more adaptive yeah. so that's why it only took three
0: or four years there you go <laughs> um now I don't remember what brought that up <laughs> forget where I was going with that um let's kind of back it up a little bit. What what were some of the hardships, struggles, etc. that you were that made you kind of jump into like working with me and getting to know me cuz like for those of people that are listening that have no idea like you and I like we're in the same community mm-hmm. but it's not like we really knew each other. We had a couple of like connections between one another, mm-hmm. um, but we really didn't know each other on any level until just a few years ago, right. and started out as like clients, and then it became kind of more along the lines of friends, and then now like you're going through the craziness of like my workout programs and
1: I've lost my mind.
0: Working out with me at the gym now consistently, so like it's it's progressed, but like <clears throat> back it way up. What like the mindset, confidence level. Like where were you at, in that stage that kind of made you try to jump into something different than just Beachbody?
1: Um, well, like isn't the definition of insanity like doing absolutely the, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result? I think that's where I was. Um, it was also uh, COVID and the quarantine. Fifteen or oh,
0: you just got our podcast flag now. Use the c word.
1: Sorry. Mm-hmm. It was that illness. I don't
0: know if that's still a thing that flags (laughs) stuff, but we'll Um, find out.
1: (laughs) It was. It was that quarantine 15. So it was like there was no, um, I mean, working from home was totally new to me. Uh, There was, like, not a real routine. Um, Like, I just, there wasn't. There wasn't a real routine. It was like a glass of wine every night to like decompress or whatever because everything was stressful because Trying you to, can,
0: you're just hanging you're out at home and anywhere. you're not seeing I can people wear my, and...
1: i can wear my leggings to work and nobody nobody cares because nobody sees me um and then they're like hey we're gonna go back into the office in october and i'm like hey my jeans don't fit this is a problem and you happen to post like i think we followed each other for whatever reason yeah. um uh you happen to post like hey there's an eight-week challenge i'm like well you know what I'm doing now, which was still working out, obviously not following any kind of great nutrition plan, but um, like it wasn't working, obviously. Uh, so I'm like, well, I could try something new. Um, but I don't really think, I, I mean, I just basically joined, I just joined a group that first challenge. Like I just joined a different group, I think. Um, Because I don't feel like I did anything um, different. I didn't get the macros. Like, I think I was even using the free version of the app. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't like it was really spelling things out for me. It was more like a.
0: It was pretty basic, though, too, back back then. Like, there was only certain
1: foods you could choose from. And it was really confusing. So I think I um, ended up using, like, another app to, like, track and kind of, like, kind of do, like, what I'd done before. Like, another one of those beach body programs was called um, the 2B Mindset. Like, she was two bunnies. So it was, like, veggies first, water first, veggies most. I don't remember the other two bunnies. Um, so you're looking at me like I should know, I, know, I have I know, no I know. idea. I know. <laughs> I'm, like, just hoping it's going to link that out. But um, anyway, so I kind of, like, tried to just, like, I really do. I feel like I just kind of joined your group. And then we got through like, I don't know, six weeks or so. And you started maybe sharing like people's results. And I'm like, Oh, maybe there is something to this after all. So like, that's when I think I started asking you questions. So like, I mean that first challenge, like I didn't really do anything, but like it was enough to see other people getting results with that. Like to really spark my interest and start asking you like, yeah. like a million questions. Um, and then things just kind of took off from there. So, uh, I don't know just it's to- totally become like a lifestyle like I mean it is like it's just I don't know it's just natural like I can almost tell you how many like grams of protein I have without weighing or like really truly like logging it I could almost like log it at the end of the day and still know I'm about right on right. you know what I mean so
0: yeah and yeah. so do you remember roughly like how many people were like in our Facebook group oh, or gosh. like a part of that community in the beginning when you joined
1: I mean, there might have been a lot of people in there, but there was hardly any active people in there, I feel like. So
0: we didn't even have 50 people. We didn't? Like, yeah. Oh. Whenever you first joined. I think joined like 25 maybe, th- yeah, but I don't there, really know. There wasn't it. even 50 because that was like one of the milestones I remember. Like <clears throat> you kind of got rushed in with that group of people that like I was just pushing information out constantly, trying to get people to like mm-hmm. essentially to bite on it and be interested because I was new into the game too. And like with it being COVID, I'm like, I got to do something myself and i need like something online to be able to reach people because i can't talk to them at the gym as much and so like i really push for it and just try to get like people interested to at least get inside the group and like you were part of that rush of like trying to get to that 50 person milestone um now we've got a little over 400 but like you are the only one that has like stuck with it from that original 50 outside of my mom who technically works (laughs) with my brother and i both And then my wife, other than that, like all those results that you remember seeing whenever we were coming in, Mm -hmm. like those people I still have connections with and still associate with, but none of them are still running what we call the game plan. Um, They're very up and down still. Um, And shout out to any of those people. If you remember being on the group, like there's still hope like join back in, but um, it's cool to see like, that's why I refer to you and a couple of others as like the OGs because you were in that initial, like, class or group coming in, and you've kind of stuck it out and wrote it out and, I don't know, gone through a lot of cool transformations, a little bit of everything. I mean, I
1: mean, it really is interesting, like, if you, like, look back to see how far that face group has come. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. honestly, like, what <clears> – <throat> probably what helped the most, like, those first few challenges was just, like, all those little, like, goofy challenges you would post. Like, I know people like, I don't really want to do that. But, like, you know what? That's what – that's what set those habits like drink your water or post this or do that or like that is exactly what set those habits like that's what I mean maybe not everybody needs that but that's what I needed like yeah that's what worked for me
0: well and it it makes you feel like you're a part of like a tribe almost like it's not just this fitness group and you're not just
1: it's like truly it's like you're not just working out every day and flexing biceps and doing all that stuff
0: like yeah so it's been pretty cool to see and have you a part of it um what trying to think what i how to phrase it so like i know for you specifically like the confidence level has drastically changed Mm -hmm. drastically and Mm -hmm. like again i didn't know you very well um ahead of like all of this but just your demeanor and the way you carried on conversations and things with me personally like just I don't want to say you didn't have any confidence, but, like, it was just, like, you definitely had, like, some gaps mm-hmm. to where you didn't feel confident in certain areas, and, and it could just all relate back to the whole fitness space and things. I don't know. Um, but kind of talk on, like, where your, where your headspace was at as far as, like, how you talked to yourself, how you treated mm-hmm. yourself, those sorts of things, and, like, how you are now.
1: I mean, it's still not pretty every day, but, um, yeah, like, very negative very negative i was very negative um and i often still say like i do i get that (coughs) mindset where i'm not enough and i don't really know where that comes from other than i just think the world teaches us that you know like well i wasn't good enough to get picked for that or i wasn't strong enough to do this or i don't know i i just um i just cling on to that stuff i guess like i just like Mm -hmm. remember that negative um i guess so i've uh i've always had that like that voice, um, but yeah, I guess it gets to the point where I mean, like having somebody believe in you like makes a huge difference. Like, I mean, like for example, you like even like our workouts now. Like, still, I wasn't right. like, I'm not gonna lift that. Like, are you crazy? Like, I can't do that. And then like, lo and behold, I can do that. So, um, I guess just I don't know, continuing to try, and then you know, like with work. Um, I can't really say I tried for a lot of different positions um, before. There wasn't always a lot of opportunity, I guess. We'll put it that way. Um, Like before you and I were talking about like job opportunities that were coming up. And I'm like, you know Mm -hmm. what? I'm not really completely qualified for this job. But like, I guess the worst thing they can do is tell me like you're not qualified. So like, I guess I could get interview experience out of it. Like, so trying to look at, you know, those things. um, And then and then getting that job and then from that point like another opportunity comes up within a couple years and kind of the same story like i'm not really qualified for that um and really nobody in the company at that time was qualified for that so they've kind of you know they kind of rewrote i guess the the qualification so that we could put people in those positions and we could all learn those jobs but um but again like putting myself out there i guess like you know if 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 I'm really, truly not qualified, they'll let me know. And if they think that I have the potential to do what I, you know, learn, learn the job and become more qualified, then I'll get that opportunity. And, and I have, so, um, I mean, I still, I still think sometimes that I can't, or I'm not enough, but, um, it's probably less frequently, um, maybe than it was before.
0: And so like in, in the coaching space, we like to call that imposter syndrome and that's, like that's where you like constantly feel like I can't do this or I'm I'm like no there someone's better than that yeah, than I am I'm and really I like, you said like that position like it was brand new there wasn't even technically qualifications right. at that point point. and right. you like I can remember sitting and talking with you and you were kind of thinking like I, I don't I'm like, know what do I do like,
1: do, I, do I go for this I, or do I wait for something else like I feel like I I mean like I'm I not really to do qualified for this I don't so know what to do.
0: Yeah so <laughs> Like, that's a huge thing that, like, most people get stuck in their tracks. Like, if you, and I'm sure you can probably think of people that you know that they stay doing the same thing or they do the same workouts or they have the same circle of friends, even if they don't necessarily like all of those friends. And they just keep doing those things and, and not necessarily that definition of insanity but it's that imposter syndrome I think what gets most people because they they tell themselves like I'm not capable I'm not worthy I'm not good enough
1: and it's scary like especially if it's a friend group like leaving a friend group or like that's scary um it's like out of your comfort zone and like so scary like you know so who wants to do that if I'm comfortable where I'm at why should why should I should I try something really scary yeah But my word of the year is uncomfortable, so. Yep.
0: um, Oh, I'm glad you brought that up, yeah.
1: yeah, so we've been, I've been practicing that since January. I feel like this is, like, like the one word I've really truly lived all year. Like, I feel like some other words, like, kind of peter out. Like, maybe they weren't, like, the right word or the right time for that word. But, like, this one really feels like it's stuck. I mean, like, from signing up for a leadership class in January that finishes this month, um, taking on another new role at work. joining you in the gym well honestly even like yeah. doing the sweatbox box classes like that was outside my comfort zone for a long time like just working out in front of with people, other people yeah in general was like not my thing um and then like yeah coming up here into the gym space like that's that was cool. really scary
0: you've even traveled with them to like another gym yeah. too haven't you yeah. so uh, like yes. people you don't even know yeah. at all not even yeah. in our community
1: virtually i knew some of them virtually um from the group yeah so um yeah and then and like and then I've had to travel for work and then being like brave enough to go down to that, like the hotel gym. And like, if you're really lucky, you get there early and there's nobody there. <laughs> so it's fine. But sometimes there are other people in there and like, um, the biggest thing then is just like,
0: do you I, communicate with them? No, I'm just no. Like, can I okay. find a
1: machine? like, is anybody, what is somebody not using? No, not usually. Like maybe like a hi, but like no, <laughs> nothing more than that. Well, that'll be the next challenge. <laughs> I'm going to start pushing you to
0: stir up conversations with these strangers in the gym. Uh, so, so I guess what, um, what do you what do you attribute like in these instances where, like, don't think of like external things like don't say the group don't say me nothing like that. What do you like attribute to you like taking that little step of courage to do things or apply for things or show up to things that are like very uncomfortable to where you're getting those butterflies you're maybe even getting like anxiety about it like thinking about it like what makes you just make that step like Uh, to do it
1: I think proving that I can you know like proving to myself like like I'm I can do hard things like I can like I just need to do them sometimes um I mean there's definitely a lot of other outside influences that help like there's you know like a lot of books I've read or podcasts I've listened to that like you know, say things that really hit home, and it's just like I'm not. I mean, I'm not gonna get any better if I don't try.
0: Yeah. So. Okay. Good. That's I. I wanted to hear it from you because that's something that I always take with me. Is like I. I I've shared this before. Like I have awful anxiety. I used to be super self-conscious, like in public settings and like speaking and anything. I, like that just made me uncomfortable. Like I. Like this right here. If this would have been six years ago, I would probably be close to passing out on the floor. And, like probably covered in sweat because I would be so nervous about having to talk it into a heat. microphone it, it's not not the heat of the place no. that would definitely intensify it but like <laughs> that's the spot that I was at and like I'm not like exaggerating any of that like I can remember standing up in my um, senior year having to give a presentation and I pretty much passed out to where they had to pull up a chair and have oh. me sit down because like I just very uncomfortable with that situation I mean um,
1: we we have to give um, in my new role like we have to give updates to like upper management um, mm-hmm. w- it was weekly now it's bi-weekly um, or we'll have to do a demo and like that still makes me nervous it's getting better and it's virtual it's not even in person and yeah. I still get I still get nervous like I guess I'm just afraid of like they're gonna ask this question that I really don't know the answer to like And it's okay to say But it's okay, yeah. It's okay to say, I don't know. It's okay you don't
0: know the answer. Let me get
1: back to you. Or like, uh, you know, my engineering manager is on the call too, and he can easily, like, maybe he knows the answer because maybe it's a technical question, and I can totally refer to him. But, like, it still makes me so nervous. Like, I don't want to be the person that says, I don't know. You know what I mean? But, like, but I know, and we're encouraged. It's okay to not know the answer. It's okay to say I'll get back to you. So, um it's getting better. I mean, like, it's not like it's still not easy. Like some people like get on that call and they just act like it's no big deal. And maybe they're really nervous, too, and they just have a really better way of right. like disguising that. I don't know. But um, so, yeah, I think I mean, that exposure has definitely helped a lot, too. Like, I mean, even talking on like our team calls, like sometimes like that's like I don't <laughs> necessarily get nervous. But like, it's not the most comfortable thing either, right. I guess, because you don't you don't know some of these people like at all. Like you've seen them on a call maybe or. <laughs> like yeah. had a virtual conversation maybe but i don't
0: know right yeah so that's good cuz that's what i want you to hear or that's what i want other people to hear is like just doing it exposing yourself mm-hmm. to it a lot more and like just once you and do you feel like once you like actually like start that conversation or yeah. start that activity or whatever it's it is fine. like the moment you're in it it's like <sighs> yes okay <laughs> yeah we're here just keep going
1: yeah so, like, I used to be, like, the last presenter in that meeting, so, like, I'm a ball of nerves until, like, the last minute, you know, and then, mm-hmm. like, once I start talking, it's fine. Like, okay, well, it'll be over in just a couple seconds, like, right. or whatever, but, like, so moving me, like, when they moved me to the middle, that was a little better, <laughs> like, I, didn't have right. to, like, sit in an to sit on pins and needles for, like, 45 minutes to an hour, um, but, yeah, I do, I feel like once you start, like, once you start presenting or whatever, like, you just kind of, like, I don't know, ease into that, Right. and it does, it gets
0: And that's, that's what I use for like my speaking and like conversations and things like one of the things that I try to do, uh, and this is being a part of like 75 hard with phase three and where you have to like go out and Mm -hmm. meet a stranger and do those things. Like you see people Mm -hmm. every single day and and this is something anyone can use honestly, but like, just like if you start a conversation and if you just genuinely give someone a compliment, like people don't do that anymore. So Mm -hmm. then it just like instantly, like right away puts their guard down and then they're more friendly. They're more willing to talk and it's amazing how many people are just like almost like waiting for someone to just make an interaction with them right. and have that human to human contact. So um goes hand in hand with all of what you said. Just
1: yeah. I mean like getting through
0: that initial scare.
1: I mean, I think like I'm really good about making something a lot scarier in my head than it is. Do you know what I mean like like let's take the gym for example like I don't know, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe I'm gonna commit to like working out up front. Like what if other people walk in and then there's all these other people that I don't even know and blah 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 and like that happens on the first day and like it was not near as scary as I made it up to be in my head. Like honestly, I really I didn't really get anxious like I thought I would. Like it was like right. it was okay. So like I think just that's what I mean, like just doing it and realizing that you know, we make things out to be a lot harder or scarier than they really are.
0: So diving into kind of like this concept of looking at some of the things that are scary let's look at like and and i don't know any specific instances that you want to talk about but like think about like an awful experience an awful day very bad moment something that's happened that looking back on you were able to learn something from it or you took something positive away from it that in the moment it didn't seem seem like it
1: like yeah. the only like day that comes to mind is like when we found out um like so my oldest has something called marfan syndrome
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so like i took him to the doctor and that was really super scary like i was a my husband was at work i had both kids with me and they're i leave there and they've got me um an appointment for an echo and to see a cardiothoracic surgeon i'm like i know what those words mean and that's like really freaking scary so i'm like try not to lose my cool in front of them because like i don't want to scare them like i'm already super scared so like
0: yeah.
1: up until we met back with the doctor like i was like so anxious like everything he did like i was like i don't know i was like helicopter mom
0: or something Right, watching him like a hawk
1: yeah and then um like my do- we met with our doctor and then she made me feel a lot better but then we went to see um the pediatric heart doctor and we went to a place in fort wayne and the guy was foreign um and I was really feeling okay when we went. And then as soon as we got there, he asked Dakota to leave the room and go play with the nurse. And then I like, I just about like, my heart just about sunk. Like I was like, I have no idea what's about to happen. And he made his condition to sound like awful, like, like really super scary.
0: Right.
1: So we leave there and we're both like, I don't know. like, <laughs> We, you know, we just didn't know what to do, Shocked. like where to turn. Like this just seems way worse than what we thought was coming to us. Um, and my sister-in-law is a nurse, so we'd talk to her, and she actually had a friend who um, has a daughter who has the same condition. And she's like, why don't you guys come down to Nationwide Children's? Like, I just think, talk to somebody else, get another opinion, just kind of, you know, see. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did, and that guy, like, explained everything, like, so much better. And, like, not that his condition isn't still scary, but it wasn't, like, I don't know, as scary as it's that guy... It's not as morbid-sounding yes, as, what? as that yeah. guy made it seem. So, like... Um, I don't know i would say that was like probably like that was probably that was a really bad day like that just that experience with that doctor um and then and i'm sure we're gonna have more scary days ahead as that you know as he continues to to grow and stuff so um but i would say that was probably like one of my most scary days but
0: and so like what's the the light that was shed or like what
1: um i guess what have you learned that through like that it, experience i mean it i don't know i guess <laughs> get a second opinion no um Like, and not that he didn't, I mean, both doctors, you know, same diagnosis, just like one, we could understand the other doctor a lot better. We asked, we probably asked better questions. I guess maybe we were in a better, Mm -hmm. a better frame of mind. Um, But um, I guess, I mean, just really trying like to understand what he had and like what, what could happen with this and like just making sure that we stay on top of like everything he needs for that. But um, I don't know. I guess I don't know what light comes out of that, but. That was probably like i don't know that's like the one really bad scary day i can think of
0: (laughs) well i i think that what i would point out and take away from it is the fact that like yeah you got that second opinion um you had those connections that would even lead in that direction Mm -hmm. for you to think about doing that and then you got to hear essentially what sounded like more gloom from one perspective and then you got to hear the other side of the story that was totally different so it kind of like, right there in that instant, it kind of shed a little bit of light in the fact that, like, it's, okay, this is manageable. This is not yeah. something severe yeah. that, like, we have to be freaking out every moment every of the day. day. Yeah. And Yeah. Wrapping I, in bubble wrap. So, like, I think having those two perspectives, like, in my opinion, that that's a blessing that you were able to have both of those because had you not, then I don't think you would have appreciated that second opinion as oh, right. much, you know yeah, what I mean? you're
1: probably right, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, because we didn't know what was coming out of that first one. Like, we were both just, like, shocked. Like, I don't even know how much of that we processed. Yeah. Because, like, I remember, like, that is, like, my most vivid memory is them, like, would you like to go play with our nurse? And I was, like, why is my kid leaving the room? Like, this cannot be good. Yeah. You know? And then he gets a phone call. So then we're both just sitting there, like, on pins and needles, like, for how, Like, do you really have to take that call right now? Like, right. Um, but, and
0: yeah. I, and I think as a parent, that's, like, your one of your biggest fears is, like, Getting any kind of bad news about your own Mm -hmm. child, so yeah, yeah. All right, Um, is there? I guess is there anything else that you would like to leave before we wrap this up, um, in terms of like the mindset? Like, is there anything that you think people need to do more of or that you would recommend from your perspective and your situations you've gone through
1: i am in a much better mindset when i am reading like um self development books or listening to like podcasts like i personally that that helps me a lot like i don't know you kind of tend to like maybe look a little deeper i guess do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like and kind of understand maybe the reason that you're Fearful of something, or the reason that you feel like you're not enough, um, and maybe you like learn some things that um, kind of help you overcome that stuff. Like, um, I don't know, like just following some of the advice and some of the books and things like that. Um, so for me, uh, reading like regularly that definitely improves my mindset. Like I can tell when I haven't been
0: right yeah. when you're not feeding your mind mm-hmm. with yep. good quality yeah. input yes yeah awesome i uh for one just want to say thanks for coming on and also just thanks again for being a part of like my personal brand community team ap showing up consistently and like i people think i'm full of probably when i say this all the time but like i enjoy seeing people win and like you're one of the the ogs of the group that i've been working with and like consistently see you win at multiple facets of life. And it's, it's freaking cool. I really love it.
1: Well, I just think that has a lot to do with you. But um, so I just want to say thanks for always answering my question. <laughs> and being willing to work out with me in the morning and listen you know, to me complain. And <laughs>
0: I'm showing up to work out in the morning again. So that's I mean, mostly uh, it's on accountability, time. mostly on time, mostly on time. <laughs> I will take mostly trust <laughs> me, my wife would take mostly too. <laughs> but awesome. Alright, so As always, make sure you are doing your part to be a good human, do whatever it is that you can make the day better for somebody else. And always remember, no bad days. And as always, if you get any value from this, if you get any value from the things that I've shared, from the things that you've heard from other listeners, if you've taken any kind of value whatsoever away from this episode, this podcast, this platform, um, please share it. Okay, that is the greatest thing uh, that you can do for me to help grow this mission and to help keep expanding our reach is sharing this message with other individuals that would get some sort of value or benefit from hearing it themselves firsthand. Okay, the only way that we're able to grow this mission, the only way that we can help, help keep this thing going and the only way that um, we can possibly help change the, the direction of someone's life or help them get steered in the right direction as far as like an outlet or an opportunity to, to help get them through whatever it is they're going through is sharing positivity sharing messages sharing the likes of things that this podcast hopefully is representing for for all those things okay this could be the outlet for somebody else so if you would please share it and as always as my mom would say if you don't have nothing nice to say don't say nothing at all if you didn't appreciate it there's something you didn't enjoy that's fine okay you can give me some some feedback and criticism but no need to spread that kind of word um, if you do have something good, if you do have something positive, please share the word, share the message, and I greatly appreciate you for doing that. And if you haven't already, please go ahead and subscribe to the channel, like it. going freaking appreciate you guys, and take care. No bad days.